Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. On occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. I'm Nicola Tallent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo Daily, the investigator partying with Jerry the Monk Hutch. It stretches credulity to its absolute limit to think that an officer with 40 years' experience in law enforcement could make such a ridiculous mistake. Jerry the Monk Hutch walked free from the Special Criminal Court, having been found not guilty of murder. Hours later, Hutch had a party to celebrate his acquittal. In a dramatic development, it turns out a Garda Síochána Ombudsman Commission investigator was at the party for the gangland crime boss. In a statement, GSOC says it became aware in recent days of a potential conflict of interest involving a staff member. GSOC immediately commenced an internal investigation into the matter. The officer concerned has now submitted their resignation and GSOC's investigation is ongoing. I'm Fiona Sheen, and today on the Indo-Daily, I'm joined by Irish Independent Special Correspondent Paul Williams to unravel the explosive revelations and discuss who now investigates the watchdog. Paul, last Monday, Jerry the Monk Hutch walks out of Court 11 in the Central Criminal Court Complex. He walks down the stairs uh, out the door, around the corner, hops in a taxi. And that's the last we all thought we'd hear from him in, for quite some time. But it appears there were events further on that night. What what do we now know was, was, was happening as the night went on? Well, two things we know. One was, yes, we thought he would disappear into obscurity and never see him again. But we do know for an absolute fact is that he went to the barbers at some stage and got that big mane of hair cut off. And he also had his beard shaved. But much more seriously than that, uh, he had a party, we now know, like obviously, and we expected he would have a party because he was 60 last uh, the week before. And it was he was after winning the biggest fight of his life with the law. And he had a part, his family organised a party for him in um, the paddocks in Clontarf at his home, which should have been, you know, a wonderful occasion. But then we discovered that a guest at that party was no less than a senior investigator with the Garda Síochána Ombudsman Commission. You could not make it up. So, what is the situation with this GSOC uh, in, in investigator and what was... What was his role in all of this? This officer, we understand, is in his 60s. He had experience in a foreign police force before he was recruited via a Zoom meeting to become a senior investigating officer with GSOC. We understand uh, the story goes that he attended a part, this party, this homecoming party for Jerry Hutch in his home as a guest of one of Hutch's close relatives. 
relatives uh, who he was quite friendly with and apparently rented his accommodation here in Dublin from that person. Now, the impression that we're given is that this senior officer naively went to this party and went into work the next day and bragged about it and said, gosh, guess where I was last night? I ended up at a party for that guy, Jerry Hutch, who was just after being released from the Special Criminal Court where he was facing the charge of murdering David Byrne and being a member of an organised crime gang. And therefore, we also understand that the, the GSAC management clearly got annoyed or upset about this. It was reported to them, and he was left with no alternative but to resign, hand in his badge, so to speak, hand in his phone, and leave. Now, that's the story that is there at the moment that has been established. However, you know, time will tell what else comes out of this. This GSOC investigator was not just any GSOC investigator. He was actually, he is actually involved uh, in in an, an aspect of this overall uh, issue around gangland crime and the investigation into the Regency Hotel. One of the tragedies that occurred as a result of this ongoing investigation is that Colin Fox, who was the detective superintendent, he was the man, the senior investigating officer in charge of the uh, Regency Hotel investigation. Um, he, he took his own life uh, in 2018. The sudden and tragic death earlier this month of the officer in charge of the Regency murder investigation was raised today as an issue to be addressed in the ongoing trial of Patrick Hutch. But 12 days ago, the man described in the court as universally admired, a complete policeman who gave of himself completely to public service, was found dead at Ballymun Garda Station. The GSOC were brought in to investigate that. And this officer, we understand, was one of the senior investigators uh, sent or t- taking part in that investigation. Uh, so therefore, you have an extraordinary uh, conflict of interest, if nothing else. This was an unbelievable act of misjudgment or a mistake by this individual. Like, it stretches credulity to its absolute limit to think that an officer with 40 years experience in law enforcement could make such a ridiculous mistake. Here's another part to it. If a member of Angarda Shikana had attended that party, Fionnan, uh, this officer who has been forced to resign could very easily have been called in to investigate that guard's attendance at the monk's party. No matter what way you look about this, there are it, it, every time you look at it, it creates more questions than you had before. And he resigned, so does that limit the investigation that can take place into him now? Well, it, it, it would appear to be so. Like, GSOC have been pushing and pushing for str- stronger and tougher laws uh, to give them our powers so that he can, for example, if a Garda, when he resigns or retires, can then be pursued into retirement. This officer can just hop on a plane today and um, probably never be seen again. Uh, I may not have to necessarily f- be part of any inquiry. Um, so that is a very interesting dimension to all of this. Now, the other aspect is who guards the guardians? Who is going to investigate the GSOC officer who attended the gangland criminals party? Is that GSOC or does that have to be handed over to Ungarda Shikana? Well, the GRA and the AGSI quite, uh, you know, unsurprisingly and 
quite justifiably, I would say, are calling for an independent investigation. Certainly one would say that the Garda Síochána and Garda Síochána should be investigating this because an anti-corruption unit there and there's the National Bureau of Criminal Investigation with all the capabilities and tools to do so. And they, I, I believe, should be carrying it out. That, that there is there's talk and speculation today that there should not be or could not be a sort of an independent inquiry to it. I don't think that would be a rabbit hole scenario. We don't need an independent inquiry. It should be a criminal investigation. Again, about this incredible misjudgment or mistake, this is a fact. At any time, if you uh, were, you had to be a very close and very trusted friend to be invited to an intimate party or soiree with Jerry Hutch or any member of his family. Uh, that is an absolute fact. And, uh, you know, he this... Hutch would not want this. This will be the last thing he wanted, and I'll tell you why. He has um, any inquiry that is conducted now into this issue will obviously pull in and identify the close relative who was befriend who befriended this GSOC officer and invited him uh, to Jerry Hutch's party. Now, Jerry Hutch has always studiously ensured the anonymity of his wife and children and close relatives uh, who are not involved in crime. And this might very much jeopardise that position for him. So it, it's it's not going to suit him either. Can you imagine if if a politician or if a a journalist attended that party? You know, they would be scandalised because you know even if people have a degree of sympathy for Jerry Hutch and he was acquitted, you know he's still a member of a nefarious and highly dangerous organised crime group. He was on. on going up to Northern Ireland to hand over three AK-47s, murder weapons used in the Regency, as a present to dissident Republicans. Yeah, and and indeed part of the debate for the past week since the, the judgment has been he was found not guilty of murder, but there seems to be a, a whole association of other charges that he could have been charged with. Presumably the guards had Jerry Hutch un, under surveillance uh, as well. So there would be some information in the system as well about who else was going in and out the door for that party. Well, uh, I will, uh, you know, articulate my my uh, my suspicion here, and I might be proved to be wrong, but my suspicion is that um, rather than bragging about being at the party, I would say that members of Angarda Shikana spotted this GSOC officer because he would be very, very well known to them uh, and said, by the way, report it back to their bosses. We saw Fionn Sheehan uh, going into Jerry Hutch's house and they would, questions would be asked and it would be raised through back channels and then lead to what we now, now know happened and that is the forcing of the this officer's resignation. Uh, so I, 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 think, I think we're only learning, we'll be learning about this uh, as, we, as the week goes on and maybe the weeks ahead. There are four members past and present of Angarda Sheikana who are under investigation for for links uh, to to gangland. What, what do we know about those cases? Well, we do know that uh, John Murphy, a former superintendent of Angarda Sheikana, was arrested on the same day that Jerry Hutch was brought back to Ireland in uh, in September 2021. Um, and uh, cannabis was found in his home. He was arrested. He pleaded guilty and uh, got six and a half years. Defence counsel Michael O'Higgins said Murphy had debts of more than €850,000 at the time. He fancied himself as a business person, Mr O'Higgins said, but had the opposite of the Midas touch and any investment he made went down the drain. 
He said Murphy was also a functioning alcoholic, a factor which had clouded his judgment. The Justice Minister said the case showed Gardaí were not afraid to bring charges against their own. But we do know that he is at the centre of an, a, a, an investigation into corrupt links of corrupt links between himself and with Jerry Hutch. Now, on the back of that, uh, what we've been told, that, that it hasn't been made official, but we've been told that three other officers have been suspended as part of that inquiry. So we, that is an ongoing inquiry, an ongoing investigation. Yeah, and, and, and over the years, there were always hints and suggestions of uh, Jerry Hutch having having inside knowledge, shall we say, about uh, the pursuit of him, particularly when he was living in, in Spain. Is that fair? Absolutely. Like we broke that story uh, in the Irish Independent in April, April the twenty first. I think it was two thousand or no, April the twentieth on in two thousand and twenty one uh, about the existence of a European arrest warrant uh, for Jerry Hutch's uh, capture. Now that had been issued in late March, but it was known about a week or more before that. Uh, by Hutch's people because they started going mad on social media and attacking the senior guardy who were involved in the investigation. And th- when we got the tip at the time, um, I remember the source said they went looking for him uh, at a location in Spain and he didn't turn up. Uh, he he may be gone into hiding. And I sort of put that in the back of my mind at the time. We ran up the, ran the story and sure enough, within the next 24, 48 hours, it began to emerge that he had gone missing about a week beforehand. So he had been clearly tipped off and that led to this inter- this investigation of his links with Angarda Siakana and has brought us to the, to the juncture we're at now. Now, Hutch himself was arrested uh, last year and questioned about uh, alleged corruption and corrupting uh, members of Angarda Siakana and so was the former superintendent. I understand he was taken out of prison and questioned as well about alleged links to Jerry Hutch. So that is still very much an ongoing inquiry. That also, by the way, is an inquiry that potentially could have included GSOC. Serious uh, questions have to be asked about why this officer from GSOC was at that party and what his connections were. It has become part of the narrative that you must keep an eye on members of Agarda Shukana and it's very obvious that there is corruption going on, not on a huge scale, but that people can be vulnerable to corruption. But nobody, nobody ever thought about GSOC being vulnerable uh, and that GSOC this GSOC officer, if he was involved in the Colin Fox investigation, which we understand he was, he would have been in possession of very, very serious and sensitive information. Now, we're not saying he passed it on, but think about it. He investigated the tragic death of uh, Colin Fox. After 40 years as an experienced law enforcement officer himself, and he thought it was okay to go to a party to celebrate one of the most serious criminals in Irish criminal history, uh, having a party to mark his uh, escape from the Special Criminal Court, his acquittal of one of the most serious, a very, very serious crime. It does, again, as I said to you before, stretch credulity to its absolute limit. Paul, GSOC, who are they? What do they do? Well, the Garda Siakana Ombudsman Commission was set up in 2005 by the then Minister for Justice, uh, Michael McDowell, <clears throat> and it was to, as an oversight uh, body, to basically monitor Garda behaviour to investigate everything from no, the, the basic behaviour of Garda and their interactions with members of the public right up to the highest level of corruptions of corruption. Um, the, the, the anti-corruption unit, which was set up only about a year ago, and the National Bureau of Criminal Investigation, which has been around for a long, long, long time, they have had much more success in 
in detecting and exposing and convicting uh, very serious uh, uh, corrupt behaviour on the party guards, much more than I, much more than any individual that the, the GSOC have ever brought before the courts. So the the Minister for Justice, acting uh, Simon Harris, is waiting for a report from GSOC, an initial report on this incident. Mm-hmm. Where do you see it going then from there? Well, for a start, if they decide to investigate it themselves, number one, they have a very poor track record of serious investigation because they seem to go on for an inordinate amount of time, and that's on public record. One of the reasons why GSOC was set up <clears throat> was to prevent Gardaí, investigating Gardaí when it came to corruption and and other allegations. So therefore, um, the only other agency in the state that can conduct a proper criminal investigation into this is on Garda Síochána. Now, of course, then there will be some who will argue that, well, the guards have skin in the game, like the GRA and AGSI have, because their members are uh, subjected to GSOC investigations and inquiries. Um, But I think the only other agency in the state is on Garda Síochána. And they would and can and will uh, conduct a proper and impartial investigation because they just need to get the facts. There might be no criminal charge in any of this. They will have to examine all uh, all the all access this senior officer had to their sensitive intelligence files and information and pulse. What information was he in possession of? Is there any evidence, like they've taken his telephone, they will examine his telephone to see who he was in touch with. This is the kind of stuff that goes on with cops every day of the week when they're suspended. Their telephones and their electronic devices are taken from them. Um, It could also uh, result in, you know, a, a raid, for want of a better term, or a search of that officer's accommodation to find out have they got any electronic devices like other telephones, offside phones or computers or whatever, and take them away for analysis. Purely to ascertain if the officer concerned was purely be naive or whether there was something more sinister going on here. And that will have to be investigated and that will have to be established and sorted out because you you can't walk away from this. This is this is a very, very serious uh, and very, very serious development for GSOC and for law enforcement in general in this country. So, you know, we haven't heard the last of this at all. And my thanks to Paul Williams. I'm Fiona Sheehan and today's episode was produced by Mary Carroll, researched by Gareth Mulhall, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Archive clips from RTE, Virgin Media and Independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.